Welcome back for another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. Find us on Facebook.com slash Podcast, Twitter.com slash Podcast, Patreon.com slash Podcast, Instagram at Go, iTunes at Go. Thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast. Go! I'm your host tonight. My name's Ralph. I like brains. And to my left, I have Steve. Here. Use my rope. Jill. And to my right, I have Harry. The ultimate being. Tyrant. Chris, stop it. Stop laughing. If you guys couldn't guess tonight, we are reviewing Resident Evil for the PlayStation. Jill, here's a lockpick. For the master of all locks, you're in Amazon. <laughs> what? Okay, yeah, he does say that. Jill, you're in Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> and then she gets slammed into a wall by Tyrant. Oh. I wouldn't know, because I played Chris. Oh, Chris. For this Chris. Ooh. Where's Chris? Chris. Yeah, disclaimer. Uh, Harry played through his Chris. Ralph and I had Jill. It we did. A, it was an Eiffel Tower. We did. And another disclaimer. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> was Jill in between you guys, and you guys made a Jill sandwich? Oh, <laughs> oh no. here's my jelly. My my jelly. Jilly? Oh, is that, a, is that a stretch? Puns. We gotta move on. The pun <laughs> game. Oh my god. It's strawberry because it's blood. All right. <laughs> In case you couldn't tell, somebody is missing tonight. We don't have the Clark Man Clark. He is on a brief hiatus. He'll be back soon. But you have us. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go into our initial impressions. Steve, hit it. How hard? <laughs> I I be very powerful. Here, here is a disclaimer. I have never played this game. There is actually very few Resident Evils that I have played. Jesus, really? Yeah. No, to the dismay of Harry. Um, I was I was excited because obviously it's a huge franchise. And huge. We'll uh, we'll get into that. <laughs> just, just, just saying. Just saying. I think Steve works for the Umbrella Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> He'll listen to me if he doesn't want anything to happen to his wife and children, Barry. <laughs> Someone in stars is a traitor. <laughs> All right, so my, my initial impressions. This was the very first game I ever bought for the PlayStation 1. Really? Yes. Even before, And I cool. didn't even have a memory card when I bought this. So I had played the <laughs> I played the beginning over and over and over again until I finally decided to go out and buy a memory card. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you beat it without saving. No, no, I did not. But funny thing about this game is my mom was really mad at me when I bought it. Okay. That is hilarious. Now, let me explain no. why. All right, explain. The year previous, I bought Nintendo 64. No, I didn't buy. I got it for Christmas. And my mom saw me always hogging the system. So she's like, I'm going to buy your brother the PlayStation. <laughs> and as soon as I found out she was buying him the PlayStation, I went out to the store and bought Resident Evil 1, <laughs> even before he even got it for Christmas. <laughs> Oh, and she man. was like, you have your own system. You can't be playing games on this one. I was like, but they're so much more violent. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, she, was, she was pretty mad about that. But 
my brother loved the game as well. Cool. So we, we, we took turns playing through this game. He was Jill. You were Chris. Got it. No, opposite. Opposite. Oh. He played Chris. I played as Jill. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. You always do like a strong feminine character, but yeah. then I don't No, no, know. no, no. That's you. Let's be clear. That's you, Steve, oh, so not that's, Harry. So that's why yep. I uh, played as Jill because yeah. it's not a strong female <laughs> lead character. Uh, it's it's those pixels, man. It's the shape of those pixels. They do it for you. Depends on which one. Are we talking Sniper Wolf or Lara Croft? Because Lara Croft, it was more pyramid. Sniper Wolf, I mean. Mm. Nude code? <laughs> nude code? No. What? There is oh. no nude code. No, there isn't. <laughs> just just undecode. Go back and forth in the vent three undecode. times. Undecode. Okay, I didn't know about that one. Uh, anyway. Okay. So, um, my initial impressions... Um, Harry can attest to this. Uh, when we were still working together, I actually played this game. I played both Chris and Jill because I, you know, obviously had heard so much about Resident Evil. I actually, there were several uh, YouTube series, and including shout out to Game Trailers. They did, uh, they did a really great. They used to do a lot of retrospectives. Game Trailers is defunct now. I don't know if anybody listening has ever ever watched them in the past, but. I used to go to them for a lot of game reviews, and they did a retrospective series on several franchises, but the Resident Evil one was very good, and it was very well done. Shout out to you guys. That's great work. And it sort of hooked me, and I would just watch those videos over and over again for the way that they were paced and edited and cut and the whole story. And at the end of it, after they had reviewed all the games in the series, they did a timeline where they started at the very beginning and went through all all the events of the franchise up until that point. And this was all before 5 launched, I think. Okay. <clears throat> so it's... I don't even think it's in HD, to be honest. It's that dated, but still very well done. Got me very interested. I started to collect the franchise. I I have um, I have 4. I've put several hours into 4. To my utter shame, I've never beaten 4. Oh, dart in the neck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good night. I have uh, 1 and 2 uh, digital copies, but... The first one, I really wanted to to tackle that, and I my first playthrough was with Chris um, a couple years ago. Really enjoyed it, and then played again as Jill. And I actually, I'm positive that I didn't use any walkthroughs because I made like my own maps and keys and and like symbols and like did a chart and everything. So I had the whole thing ready to go. And the first time I played as Jill, I actually got a bad ending because after you defeat the snake. And it's mush, and it makes that hole in the ground. I went down, and Barry said, "Oh, I, I have a rope. Uh, give, give me a minute. I'll be back." I was like, "Fuck out of here, Barry!" I'm, and I just kept going. And you're supposed to wait for him in order for him to come with that rope, and then that leads you down the path for the good Jill Barry ending. Mm-hmm. So when it came time to do this again, I wanted to play it again, and I wanted to play as Jill, and I wanted to get the good ending, and I did. We'll get into, you know, obviously the main thoughts and feelings of the game and how much I like or don't like it, but, uh, yeah. you know, classic franchise. I really think this franchise has lost its way. It has. I, and I think uh, it was ever, like, a lot of people argue 4 is a great game, but that's when the feel of the franchise took a completely different direction. Agreed. Huh. And I think they model a lot of games... Like four, five, and six feel very similar. Evil at, Within has been at, like influenced by it. Yeah. Other franchises, no, because I third mean, person shooters. Y- you see that with, I mean, other franchises as well. There's like a po- there, there's a, a point where it just changes direction. Like there's the old Resident Evils, like one, two, and three. Yep. Very similar feel. Four, five, and six, I feel very similar. And uh, now seven is its own thing as well. Yeah. True. Interesting. So maybe it's like an every three thing. But I, 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 I know you were saying you were collecting a lot of the games. I did want to mention I have played. And own most of even the spinoffs of the series. There's only a handful. Code Veronica? I have Code Veronica. Oh, oh, you mean Survivor? Yeah, uh, I have Survivor. uh, I have Revelations. I have 
think there's Resident Evil Dead Aim. It was like a first-person shooter on PS2. You have uh, uh, Resident Evil for the DS? I had Deadly the one on the, the game, <laughs> game Boy. I don't think it was even Game Boy Color. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Gaiden? Or is that... Yeah, yeah. Is that oh, I remember you were talking about that before, uh, yeah. So I, I have, like, a ton of the Resident Evil games in, in the series. Yeah, but all joking aside, though, they made this version of the game, the PlayStation version for the DS, and it's called Deadly Silence, and it exists in real, and it's a thing. Huh. You can find it. Find it, buy it, and play it. Hmm. Check that out. Anyway, if initial impressions are all done, let's move on into game development. Game development. Game development. <laughs> <laughs> Not the jingle I was thinking. Perfect. That works. <laughs> I think someone knows a lot about this. Me. Game <laughs> development. Right. Hit us, Harry, with what cool. you got. So let me, uh, I got a little bunch of little tidbits all over the place. I did not write them in a very logical order either. <laughs> linear. It's got to be linear. You got to do it right. Didn't yeah. really manage oh. that one, did you, Harry? Oh. <laughs> Look at these. I got some up here. I got some in, in the... Harry, our listeners can't see that. Yeah, I know. yeah true. Oh, Sorry. Unless um, they can. It's podcast, Harry. So first thing I noticed, it was really funny. The staff members who made this game later became, and this is such a prestigious title... Capcom Production Studio 4. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Number four. Now, I don't know if that's like really what they named themselves or if they're just next in succession with like like the rest of the, the crews. I don't know. It just seemed like such a lame title oh, yeah. to, be, I mean, to if, be a part of. If game development was an Olympic sport, you wouldn't have a medal. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Congratulations. Man, so much shade. But yeah, they worked on this game from, I think it was a three-year development from 1993 to 1996. And I believe the actual uh, director's cut came out in 1998, if I'm not mistaken. And I believe that was as a, a holdover for the sequel, right? Because the sequel had yes. been scrapped and then and started again. the actual, I think a lot of copies of director's cut came with a, oh shit, what the hell do they call it? Demo them? disc? A demo disc of Resident Evil 2. Right. It was oh. kind of like just a bite them time until gotcha. Resident Evil 2 came out. So Capcom, uh, they, there was a game called Sweet Home made by Capcom. Was Alabama? Where, where they got no, a lot of their inspiration no, from. No, no, What? Not Sweet Home, Alabama. Alabama. No, just Sweet Home. Regular Sweet Home. Sweet Home. Uh, Sweet Home, Missouri. Now, some of the things that they pulled from this game, which I'm not, I don't think it's a one-for-one -one translation, but they use like inventory management, the, the mansion setting, there was puzzles, the focus on survival, the door loading screen, the multiple endings, um, using journals and notes to kind of tell the story uh, without like constant dialogue. Mm -hmm. uh, there was even more aspects that they pulled over. I just didn't feel like rambling and rambling. No, rambling. no, 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 no. You're fine. I believe yeah. also like um, certain characters can do certain things, and if a player <laughs> oh, dies, oh yeah, yeah. That's I'm it. sorry. The, they, the the lighter and the lockpick. I think they incorporated right like like key items that could right. be used more than once. And if a character dies, it's like permadeath for that game save i think gotcha so for going through for, for your playthrough yeah. yeah 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 sorry yeah not for the cart yeah um <laughs> and that, speaking of the cart, sorry uh before yeah. you get uh sweet home was um created by takora fujiwara who was the one who mentored shinji mikami who worked on resident evil director's cut well not <laughs> yeah, yeah i got you yeah, Re yeah. Resident, evil. resident evil um yeah like the father of the franchise uh i believe sweet home is extremely expensive is it? and it's most likely for that reason because it is this precursor kind of diamond in the rough, or maybe not diamond in the rough, but hidden gem kind of game that mm -hmm. when you think of the NES, nobody talks about Sweet Home. I'm not even positive it had a North American release. I don't think that it did, actually. But it's very interesting that it's practically a remake of it, or an homage to it. 
mm-hmm. in you know after a couple generations. And it's very interesting that uh, Mikami's mentor made that game, and then he makes he makes this almost as a love letter to it. Yeah. Coincidence? I can probably find Sweet Home online somewhere, and we could probably play it. That'd be pretty cool. But not condoning. Uh, torrenting, but I don't have you know five hundred dollars for a Japanese only cart that I can't play in English. So you don't <laughs> just throwing that out there. <laughs> this guy, I mean, am I right? So the first six months he worked on the game. Yeah, he worked on it solo, just writing the script and developing the characters. He, he spent six months <laughs> on that writing script. this script. <laughs> six months on Jill. Here's a lockpick. <laughs> well, that's not really fair, I guess. That's more the voice actor and the direction. The direction of the... We'll get into all this, of course, but the... the yeah, but those lines still came from somewhere, though. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, like I'm not saying his... he's the, the, the only reason to blame for something like that, okay, but, I mean, but he was a part you, of it. You write... I don't know. You, go ahead and write Shakespeare in Spanish, Harry, and let me know what you come up with. <laughs> you know? Because it's not English, it's so it's kind of a... It's Un not tengo really... o no tengo... Para es. <laughs> Let's insult uh, all our Latin listeners. <laughs> no, I forgot what what question was. Pregunta. Look, look. No, if it's problem. not the original Klingon, I don't want to hear Shakespeare. Gertak. <laughs> Bless you. So originally it was called Biohazard, Biohazard. but when they were looking to bring it over to the U.S. market, the U.S. team basically told them this is an impossible name to trademark in the United States. So they had an internal competition in Capcom to come up with a new name. And somebody at the company uh, just liked the idea of Resident Evil because it was at a mansion. And a lot of the team really stuck on board with that name. So they had to pitch it back to the Japanese and they decided to go ahead with it. So Mm. I I just, I never knew why one was called Biohazard, one was Resident Evil before. But it was because they couldn't trademark the name in the U.S. because there was a lot of other... I forget. There was a couple other things using the name Biohazard in the U.S. at the time. Okay. I think there was a band name. The metal band, yeah. Yeah. I I don't I'm not familiar. Yes. Um, It's probably a Resident Evil band now. But there there was something else, Biohazard as well. And they're like, just too much. Name's already taken. You got to come up with something else. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Check that out. Um, sort of like how the Nintendo 64 was almost the Ultra 64, but they couldn't use it because Ultra was trademarked by Konami. That's not exactly the same That's thing, weird, too, because that's like, how can you trademark a, an adjective? I don't yeah. know. Gene yeah, Simmons yeah, yeah. is that trying is to trademark the devil horn saying came up with it. If you can try to find a way to monetize something, someone's going to pop up. Fair point. Total side note, and I might sound like a complete idiot here, but Resident Evil doesn't really make sense. <laughs> Would like, say it e- makes sense because it's a franchise, evil from video games, and like yeah. So it's like <laughs> great point, Ralph. Well, okay, <laughs> no, hold on. It's only <laughs> it's like the it's first game. No, I know. I see bad where you're, I see where you're going. Like yeah. it doesn't. It's like <laughs> now as a franchise, it doesn't make as much sense. But if you're just taking the first game into context, okay, it took place in a residential home, a mansion. They well, were, I don't think they were residential. I'm just saying, but, but I don't yeah. think they were like because that was the, the zombie big... house. Yeah, zombie that, house. That, that would have been a much better title. House, house of a thousand too. corpses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, wow, you know, that would have been great. That would have been great. Damn that, you, Rob Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> that that kind of makes sense. I mean, again, I don't mean to sound like an idiot or anything, but <laughs> too late. Resident, like Resident Evil, it's like I always think just zombies. Like and, and that was sort of my f- first impression before I played the game a couple of years ago. It was like, oh, zombies. No. Hunters, like giant frog things. A, a giant fucking snake. Plant 42. What the hell is Plant 42? 
I don't and, know. In between Plan Forty One and Forty Three, I guess. <laughs> what, did, what did you think it was? And and Tyrant is like the poor man's Frankenstein. Like they, I guess it's really not just zombies. It's it's a hodgepodge of crazy, stupid, and evil hilarious Dobermans. And that actually took me a long time to realize, too, because you think zombies initially, and then you get that stuck in your head, like, oh, it's supposed to be about zombies, zombies, zombies. But it's really about bioterrorism, if you really think about it. Yeah, well, it starts off, the the first things you see are basically zombies, and you're like, oh, this is what I'm going to expect, and then that is... That is not the case, but though I think we're getting a little off a of game. True, true, true. Yeah, no, Sorry. I got a couple other kibbits. Um, yeah, kibbits? Kibbits. I got, I got some kibbits for <laughs> you guys. Lots of kibbits and bits. <laughs> God, God, you got any it. more of them kibbits? Uh, no motion capture used for this game whatsoever. Oh, I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> no, they studied a lot of films and uh, other things just to, just to get a, a general idea how movement should <laughs> I wish you could. Everybody could see this. Um, yeah, sorry. Just that that the opening bit where where they like go try to find Chris when you're playing as Jill and Barry's like, Chris is our old pal. <laughs> anyway, and his old partner, old, old partner. And his arms are flailing about like <laughs> yeah, one of those like, wacky wavy huh? inflatable arm flailing tube. Man. <laughs> yeah, no, it, no. Standing outside of a uh, used car salesman. Yeah, hasn't aged too well. There was also a graveyard that was scrapped from the first game but if you played the remake on the uh 2002 like gamecube version they uh, incorporate that graveyard back into the game okay mm. i didn't realize that that was an omission from the first one yeah yeah no, they, they actually meant to have that I, I don't know what the reason for cutting it was um i guess it just didn't make sense storage space for the voice acting <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> gotta keep um, that open so now let's talk about the voice acting real quick um, as far as the development goes, we'll, yeah. we'll talk more yep. in depth when we get to the yep. uh, music section. But English actors during the, those post-credit scenes and the opening credit scenes where there's actual um, live actors being used. Live video, basically. Yes. Uh, they filmed that in Japan. Uh, they flew everybody over. They did all, all the, uh, the filming in Japan. No expenses spared. <laughs> <laughs> now, the funny thing is when they were thinking about localizing it, to Japan, they made Japanese audio, just dubbed in. But they thought the Japanese performances were too bad. So they, really? they didn't use them. On the um, Japanese release, everything's subtitled, and they used the actual English audio. Wow. Now, that makes you think. <laughs> if the Japanese was so bad that they had to cut it, they're tone deaf. They're, <laughs> well, not tone deaf, but they're like, "This is good English right here." This is good stuff. That was their that was their standard. I I don't know. Maybe nobody actually like. Okay, I mean, I don't want to get into sort of like <laughs> the the rumors when it comes to this, the voice acting stuff because I I question whether or not it's deliberate. It's sort of an open like thing. Like, okay, so we've got we've got this game. That's got cutscenes. It's got in-game cutscenes. It's got full motion video, and it's got fully voiced characters. Sort of not. I don't want to say in like the beginning of that kind of thing because FMV had been around for a, a little bit there, and mm-hmm. and full motion video, well, the same thing. But dialogue, recorded voice. I, I don't think it was. I mean, now it's like you know, obviously, twenty years later, things are different. But for this one, I almost. I can't decide if I want to give it a pass because they didn't know what they were doing or they knew exactly what they were doing and they're brilliant. Sort of like <laughs> sort of like Tommy Wiseau in the room. Oh, like God. everybody knows that he tried to make a serious film and it turned out to be the funniest thing on the on the internet or on the world. 
and now he's trying to pass it off as a black comedy and like and like make money off of that. That it's not really apples to apples, but I look at it as sort of like the same thing. Like I really don't think there's like this this cloaked figure in the corner is like, no, do that line again. Jill, oh. here's a lockpick. <laughs> Perfect. Let's move on. Like I don't think I don't think somebody really did that, but you know, I, I like to think that maybe somewhere it was intentional and they knew that they had a horror game with the tone that's like a schlocky horror movie. Oh hi Jill, this hall is dangerous. Yeah, I think that why, Jill, why? I did not touch the picture. I did not. How could you do this? How could you love Barry? <laughs> Um, that, that was all I pretty much had for game development though. I don't know if you guys came across anything else you wanted to add. I know I really took the microphone on that last one. Which that's okay. I don't really, which I almost really hope to just kind of go weird. with, with what Ralph was saying, where I hope they were just going for the really bad. Like I, I hope that they, they sat down and they watched like the terrible eighties B movies and said, that's what I want. Cause if that's what they were going for. God damn it. Well, they I did think it. when they were talking about like a lot of people say like this has created the horror genre with video games. Like, yes, there was games that they got inspiration from, but this really opened the door to the show dark. this can be successful. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mention yeah, that. The dark. Did, did you want to? Well, uh, what I know of it is that um, I believe did this game start as as a first person game and then they changed the build to be similar to Alone in the Dark. That is correct. With the with the uh, odd camera angles and the tank controls and the way that it's designed and, and how everything is, at least in the mansion, is very close. And the game was influenced by Alone in the Dark with the way that the cameras basically, basically are. And I, I really think that it was a first-person game at first and they changed that. And the way that it's structured added to the horror. It built the horror... Like, you know, having a zombie on the screen, if you can dodge it, it's not a big deal. But if you're in a narrow hallway and the camera can the camera just changed and now your controls are flipped, like, obviously, that creates tension. And essentially, Alone in the Dark was an influencer for the game. I actually have Alone in the Dark. Never played more than, like, a half hour of it, but I I really want to play through that game sometime. Never played it. Yeah. Oh, it's frightening. It it feels a little scarier than... Isn't it kind of goofy, too, though? I, like I said, I haven't played through a ton of it, but I just remembered like these demons just standing in a corner of a room Holy and cow. just catching you off guard when you walk we, in. Another wait. one I never even heard of. Yeah, Let's it do has. That. A, I rem- for like what a, Harry? What do you have it for? PlayStation One. Okay, it, it was like a two disc combo set, or at least it has like the big case. Remember how like there was the yeah, single the, layer the case, thick the, case, and yeah. the thick one. Thick, thick. I like it thick. Oh, look at real, oh, like my disc thick. Oh, sorry. When you were saying Alone in the Dark, he used some of that. Um, when he was creating this game, he found that inspiration midway while developing this game, hmm. and just used that as a little bit of inspiration as well for this game. I know you were touching on that, but yeah, yeah. Um, um, oh, that was adorable. You did it at the same time. Uh, I did want to mention Dino Crisis because it's like a carbon copy, right? Yeah, I think a lot. Well, Capcom made that as well. Yeah, Capcom. Yeah. So, and was it Mikami or no? I don't know about that. Okay. Just to throw it in there, uh, Dino Crisis, at least the ones that are on the PlayStation, I don't know about later sequels, but I believe the first one is almost like a carbon copy of Resident Evil with dinosaurs instead of evil residents. Oh. Like zombies See and hunters. What you did. And it's funny, it's an unlockable costume in Resident Evil 3. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is the Dino Crisis costume? Yes. Oh. The, the girl, the, the, yeah. the actress in, or uh, the character. The character. character. <laughs> actress in air quotes. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. But now you can unlock that costume in Resident Evil 3. Check that, that out. Pretty, we, that are, 
going to make a lot of jokes about the voice actors yeah. uh, in, in this game. And I, I just wanted to say real quick, if you retired and have a family and you know your life is good, I'm, I'm very happy. I don't wish any ill on anybody involved in this game. If you can <laughs> say, like, yeah, you ever play uh, Resident Evil? Yeah, that's me, Chris Redfield. And be like, it's fucking hilarious and awesome. That Wonderful. would be awesome, though, <laughs> just to say you're one of those. Even if you were Kenneth. <laughs> I was even just saying to Ralph before because we were watching like all the endings. It's like, where are they now? Yeah. All right. Let's move it on over to st- 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 story. Story. <laughs> I, st- I wrote. Story. Let me let me just get this out of the way so we could talk serious for the rest of the story. <laughs> talk serious. About the story. We're yes. not going to be serious. <sighs> Super fun. Well, okay. Game no, review. I mean this is this is way off though. So right. do it. Go. Go. I found go. go. I I found when Chris went into the bathroom throughout this game, he was talking about his vagina a lot. Now, let me explain. <laughs> when you click on items in the room, he says things like nothing special, nothing major. Dust collects inside. It's dusty and has not been used in a long time. <laughs> so like the guardhouse, like the, the bathroom in the guardhouse? Yeah, yeah. It was just like bathroom is everywhere and he would just say something like that. I was like, you should stop talking about his vagina like that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> was, okay. Wow. That is very All right, okay, Now on to serious story talk. No. That, that no. Was no. I, don't, I don't think we can come back from that. And no. I don't think there's going to be any serious uh, story talk tonight. Uh, All right. Music. No, just All right. So... um. How should we begin? Let's talk about Wesker always wearing sunglasses. <laughs> Inside everywhere. I even found, and I found this is so funny. You find one of those like flashback photos of when he was with the raccoon. De- <laughs> He's still wearing sunglasses in the mix of the whole crew. And there he is standing with his sunglasses in a lab in coat. <laughs> yeah. That was his thing. Oh, yeah. Don't that was research that and development picture. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. What it, that's what it was. I was just like, fucking take those off. I'll no. Wesker. He has a condition. <laughs> Maybe he does. I don't know. He's got like, how many viruses does he have in the current games? I don't know. Endless. He's the T and the G. Oh my God. The T and the G. He's transgendered? No. It was T virus in Resident Evil 1. It was the oh G my virus God, in Resident Steve. Evil 2. Wait, he's TG. It's nothing wrong with that. Wesker, maybe it's whatever he wants to be. That's fine. Chris, stop laughing. Stop it. So, Bravo team. Wait, no. Which team is it? This is Bravo team. Bravo, yeah. Yeah. The Alpha team disappeared. Alpha and that's team some of the gone. members you find, I think, right, right, right. throughout the mansion. Richard. So Richard <laughs> is dead. Not to paraphrase, but I think I'm going to paraphrase. So it's a dark and spooky night, and uh, Alpha team went to investigate some reports of people dying in the Raccoon Forest. Is that right? Raccoon Forest sounds yeah. like a location in a Zelda game. In the Oakley Mountains. <laughs> oh, yeah. <That's> right. Raccoon <laughs> City. And Bravo team goes missing. So I'm sorry. Alpha, Alpha team goes missing. And they send in Bravo Team, and Bravo Team is like eight people, or five or six people, but the main ones are Barry, Wesker, Chris, and Jill. The other ones get either killed off right away, or you find them strewn about in other random locations uh, on the compound. There's a horrible, wonderful, ridiculous FMV at the beginning of the game. It's glorious. That sets up the whole thing um, with, like, puppet dogs and, like fake limbs and close-ups and <laughs> bad acting and in the north american version it was in black and white uh the other versions i believe they got color but in north america it had to be black and white it was censored and everybody essentially runs into the to the mansion and depending on whether or not you choose chris or jill in the beginning 
you have a mildly different opening scene, but the course of the game changes from there. And you're in this mansion, you're trying to track down either Chris, if you're playing as Jill, or Jill, if you're, no, Barry, if you're playing as Chris, is that right? You're trying to find Barry in the beginning, because Jill's with you. Yes, yeah, Barry was the one, yeah, because when I, yeah, I'll have Jill, Wesker, and Chris was my team going in. In the very beginning, and then, of course, everybody disappears. Yeah, Yeah, everybody disappears. And you don't really see Jill again until the end of the game. You don't say Wesker again until the end of the game. Oh, no, no, you do see him midway when you're about to leave the guardhouse. Oh, yeah, you see him there. You just do a quick little... Wait, do you? With the bees, like the giant hornets or whatever. Yeah, I thought so. Actually, I might have skipped that scene. Oh, you see him in the guardhouse? No, I don't know if I did this time around. Really? Maybe I skipped that entire scene. Did you use the V-Jolt or did you fight Plant 42? I use V-Jolt. I don't know if that has an impact on it. I just know there's two options. <laughs> no, no. I, I don't think I had... Really? Okay, so what happened at uh, Plant 42 with me? Because I remember... I don't know how it works with Jill and Barry, but I can't even do the V-Jolt as Chris. He doesn't know how to use chemicals. Oh. So eventually, I huh. unlock that door, go into the room, the plant grabs you and just hoists you up and... Coincidentally, Rebecca just stumbles into the room at that very given moment. How convenient. And she's like, I know how to use chemicals. And then she basically goes off. Makes a visual. Yeah. Now, the issue is you have to clear areas out before you get Rebecca at any point in the game. Because you take over as her a few times in the game. Mm -hmm. But she only ever gets 15 bullets and a handgun. Oh, I forgot about that, that you actually play as her. Because you never play as Barry in... in no, 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 you do not. I would have liked to. Yeah, Barry's awesome. He has that sick-ass gun right from the get-go. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there are a couple scenes where you have to play. Again, um, I think Chris gets bitten by the snake. I got bit by the snake. Mm-hmm. The first yawn that you fight. I think it's called a yawn. The yawn? Not... Isn't there only one? You mean this entire game? <laughs> oh, yeah, right, okay. Yeah, sure. No, I think you fight it twice. Because the first time you fight it in the one room and you get... Yeah, I you think... fight it twice, but it's only one. It's one entity. Yeah, one yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So he gets bit, and then Rebecca has to run down across the building, grab it. That's actually the first room you find okay. her in, too. Okay. The okay. room that you send her to. For a safe room? Yes. Okay, in the Jill playthrough, if you don't get bit by the snake you're fine. You can progress on. If you get bit by the snake, you pass out, and then it's implied that I think Barry makes the antidote and gives it to you, and then you just recover. Don't you just wake yeah, up? I and just wake up, yeah. Basically. Yeah. To go back to you know the, the main part of the story, I forgot to mention that um, there are rabid Dobermans that are attacking everybody, and they force everyone into the house, and from there, you have to find your other teammates, essentially, and mm-hmm. it just it spirals out of control from there, where you find the mansion has a series of puzzles, a lot of locked doors and keys and, and just general weirdness and macabre. There's something afoot. <laughs> something afoot. And uh, a lot of typewriters. I'm not sure why they need so many typewriters, but they've got them. Hey, they, they got something to say. They want to make sure when they have an idea, it's just right there and ready to go. Exactly. Of course. Nothing wrong with that. And it's not long. If you're playing as Jill, you discover a corpse and then the first zombie. And as Chris, I guess it's the same zombie, but... Um, you, you don't find the corpse in the beginning. Was that no, a, no, it's not a corpse. I'm sorry, it's blood. It's just blood is what you find. Uh, wait, no, you, you find the corpse? You find Ken- yeah. It's Kenny. Well, you find Kenneth. Kenneth. Yeah. yeah. With your head right. missing. I like call him Kenny. Kenny's oh my God, did they kill Kenny? I, I did oh have to explain God, that the first time. You bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did. Ah. <laughs> <They're> fucking good. <laughs> Kenneth's got a few spare magazines too, I guess. Yeah. But, um, yes, he does. Yeah, from there you progress through the house. Um, you fight the giant snake. You go... 
out into the like yard behind. You go into the guard houses. You fight Plant Forty Two. You can use the V Jolt uh, as Jill. We did use the V Jolt. Rebecca uses the V Jolt because it's right. the only way to kind of loosen the grip on Chris. Right, right, right. I did see um footage online somewhere where I think if you're Jill and you go to fight it, Barry comes in to help you. Yeah, I think that I think I saw something like that. Like he comes with like a flamethrower or something. Yeah, or maybe just flame rounds for the grenade. Yeah, launcher. I'm not sure. So, something like that. Because, I I do remember seeing something like that though. Yeah, because I used the V Jolt. From there, you go back into the mansion, and after you go back into the mansion, that's when the hunters show up, who are oh, they're fantastic. Fucking, they're, they're, they're ridiculous. They're so fun. Oh, they just hot. Like I know this is like a, a set camera angle type of game they put them just off camera oh a yeah a lot of times oh, so yeah. mm-hmm. then you're rounding a corner and boom you're eye to eye with one like, yeah it's it's insane and that first hunter that comes comes in the house from the outside and then he just like walks in the hallway like he's like hey what's up i'm here i just find that to be so funny like i i laugh i laughed out loud even this time because i knew it was coming so you go back into the house you do a couple more things then you end up going into the underground again, don't you? And then eventually the lab, to- the laboratory. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can do the cave first, I think. Oh, the cave! I forgot about the yeah, cave. Yeah, yeah, get through the cave. The cave is short. You can get through that in maybe like ten minutes. Giant spider. Yeah. Spider. Which, when we get the gameplay, I want to talk about that real quick. Okay. Boop. Spider. Yeah. Then you get to the lab, which has always been my favorite part of this game. Really, the lab? I love it. I don't know. For some reason, I, I've always enjoyed the lab every time I played this game. Those um like bug like things always chimeras. Annoy me. The chimera. chimera. Yeah. Actually. I remember being able to avoid them pretty well. Like I was, I was like wasting ammo at that point on them, and I just like fuck it, and I just avoided them. And yeah. I was like, okay, no problem, because I had abundant of health, abundance of health at that point for this for this playthrough anyway. I yeah. mean, for some of it, it was pretty much just better just to kind of run through instead of just trying to waste your time oh, shooting. Yeah. No, I, I was, I had an abundance of ammo. You were rooting, tooting. So I, yeah, I, I think as soon as I got to the lab, I just switched the magnum for the rest of the game. Cool. Uh, so you get to the lab. Um, Cold Python. Sorry. Cold Python. Sorry. It's all right. No, good. <laughs> they, um, they bring in the Magnum in Resident Evil 2. Cold Python. Isn't that what um, Rick from uh, Walking Dead uses? Yeah. Uh, so you get to the lab. You have to then find a computer password off of a wall by using a blue light and go in and get to the oh, computer yeah. and unlock some doors, which is just really funny. And I love the first person segments where you're at the computer. Like, I just think that's so funny. And you like, you Oh, like, and if you screw up the password, it. they like bang the yeah, desk yeah, yeah. and everything. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so ridiculous and out of place. Great. And funny um, that you mentioned that, that, I don't know if you remember, but Ada is used. Ada. At, yeah. It's one of the logins or and something John, like that. Yeah. John's and where the, they uh, are password. mentioned more in the second game, which I like how they piece some of that into the, the second game. Okay. I yeah. was wondering why you had a collaboration. I was like, did that come later? Like, more of, like, references? Ada Wong is a big, big, well, not a big... Two and four. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, and I guess six, too, but I didn't I didn't, I didn't finish six. Six was, <sighs> six was so bad. <laughs> anyway, so um, you get through the laboratory, and then you're in, like, I guess an in, in-between in area, and if you're playing as Jill, you find that Barry was a turncoat, and he was basically under the will of Wesker the whole time. You find out that Wesker's a bad guy. If you're Chris, you find the same thing, but Barry's not there. Um, he takes you into... What, did I skip something? No. No, okay. no. no, no, I was I was going along. I was uh, looking at him to see his reaction no, 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 for the no, Chris, no, for the Chris we're, side. We're doing parallels on characters. Rebecca, yeah. she is a rookie. She yeah. is like brand new to the force. She doesn't have a lot of field experience at this point. Um, she was part of Alpha Team. Well, that's not true. If you play Resident Evil Zero, she's very experienced. <laughs> retcon, retcon. I derailed your thought. I'm sorry. Whole Jill thing. She's captured, like, because you find either oh the mo discs. Yep, her or Chris in the 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 prison at the end of the game, 
and they're very easy to pass and let die by mistake. Because even if you put the passcodes in, you have to go again after you set off the alarm system and go actually open the door to let them out of the cell. And it's just very easy to bypass at that point in the game. But yeah, at some point towards the end, it's revealed Wesker is working with the labs. They didn't really get too much into his his motives. I didn't read all the documents this playthrough, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I am guilty of that. Maybe I should have spent the time reading all of it. I just, I remember the gist. A lot of them were just talking backstories of certain people turning and certain things they didn't like about working in the lab. And yeah, just yeah, like yeah. A lot of like tidbits to kind of hint at what's hit. going on. And then so like where they wouldn't, into. they wouldn't let anybody leave the premises or anything. Yeah. Once, I remember once, reading once that one. started going down and it's like, okay. And, and the famous one is where the journal entry ends with, with, it just shows a little less and less thought each day and it ends with itchy. Itchy. Tasty. Itchy. 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 Tasty. itchy. Yeah. Uh, Oh, itchy tasty? I thought it was like itchy hungry or something. But okay. No, it's yeah. itchy and tasty. Itchy tasty. Yeah. Uh yeah, I remember that one. Isn't that zombie in the closet behind you? <laughs> Trapped in the closet. <laughs> Stuck with the midget. <laughs> okay. Itchy and tasty. <laughs> then I ate his face. Uh so then Wesker reveals the tyrant, his pet project of sort of Frankenstein with his heart on the outside. <laughs> yeah, well designed there, Wesker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. She took your sunglasses off and took a look at it. Uh, <laughs> You, you drop Tyrant, and then you run out. That's when I think you can unlock... Uh, after you leave Tyrant, doesn't um, Wesker start the sequence? No, Chris starts the sequence in, when you play as Chris, right? No. He, starts her, he doesn't start the reactor? Rebecca, Rebecca does. Oh, okay. Yeah, and she just runs up to you. <laughs> it's funny. Um, she's like, I'm going to set off a bomb or something. like. She says something That's along it. those lines. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, she opens a door... And she's like, I set off the bomb. Or something <laughs> like that. And you just see the timer instantly flash up on the screen immediately after she says it. I, I thought that was really Great funny. job, bitch. Oh, geez. Um, no, what what else did I want to say? So a couple, couple of the lines, because they're, they're kind of cheesy, but kind of. Okay, they're, they're very cheesy. Kind of cheesy. No? So Wesker is explaining his whole master plan like a normal villain does in any Yep. Any franchise. Um, yep. And he's taken the water out of the tank to release Tyrant on Chris, because I was playing as Chris. And he's like, the ultimate being, Tyrant. And then I think it's important to note, Tyrant does turn on Wesker. Mm-hmm. That maybe he can't be controlled. Mm-hmm. And stabs Wesker. And it would appear in this game that he died. Yes. Appear. Yeah. And we later find out and later down the road that's not true. But for this game, if it were a standalone we would all probably guess that he would be dead. When is that? Is that in Code Veronica we find out he's alive? He doesn't show up in, in I don't two think he three. shows up at two at all. I don't think he shows up in three at all either. Probably Veronica or Resident Evil Four. I know he's a big character. He's a big villain in four. Did you fight him? I remember you being you really fight him excited. In five? No, it was four. You fight Wesker Leon fights Wesker in yes. four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so then there's oh, a timer. So, sorry, before, oh, I, before I go, so when you come back out of the room after you fight Tyrant, Tyrant fight, fight. Um, Rebecca runs up and she's like, oh, what happened? And Chris chimes in with, he's sleeping with the ultimate failure. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> burn. Wow. <laughs> Sick burn, Chris. They put some deep thought in that one. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. So something. I don't know. It was just really bad. But I mean, they're they're sprinkled all over the game. Again. Oh yeah, God. I mean, quality dialogue. Yes, yes, it's yes. all over. It's abundant. What is this? Wow, 
what a mansion. <laughs> <laughs> That's your favorite line. And I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite line. I mean, I, everyone talks about Jill's sandwich, but what I really like about Jill's sandwich... Ooh, one of did, did anybody die in that? Oh, wait, well, that's gameplay. No, that's fine. No, that's fine. Uh, no. I don't know if you can. can you? Oh, and to become a Jill sandwich? No. I don't think there you There is can. a way. I have die? failed with Jill before. I don't know how that happened, but I did fail with Jill before. No, because I think Barry comes to save you from the room regardless. At least that. No, at I least played some time before. He never showed up to that room because I was like, "Well, where's the prompt? Where's the prompt?" And then all of a sudden, Jill's dead. I don't know what I had to do to trigger that. Ah, triggered. But um, but no, it's a lot easier to kill Chris if you don't take the broken shotgun because you guys had it easy. All you had to yeah. take was the shotgun off the mantle. Yep, it was the shotgun, correct? Yep, it wasn't the yep. grenade launcher. Yep. No, grenade launchers on the balcony with Forrest. Right. Yes. Yes. Where he, he had yes. to go up and just take it off his body instead of the. Uh... He gets up, doesn't he? He can. Mm-hmm. Or no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. If you get too close to the, the body, because you the crows will come get you. Yeah, the crows. Because okay. you can inch near him and then take it from him. But if you try to go any further, then you get you get beat up by the crows. Got it. Got but um, birds pecked. Sorry, Thanks, yeah. Hitchcock. I guess that's gameplay too. Sorry, I, I guess I'm ready for gameplay. <laughs> you sound primed. Game, I'll, I'll admit that. Well, but, well um, let's, let's hit the end of uh, get towards the end of story so yeah, you yeah, can yeah. get your uh, gameplay fix. So um, after the timer begins, depending on whoever it is that sets it, you have to do a couple things and basically get to the helipad. And I have to admit that playing as Jill, it's like, oh, here's a battery. Oh, you have to put the battery in and make the elevator work. Why? I I know why now, but. It is to stupid. slow it down. To they slow need us down. you to keep one slot open to pick up the relo- the the rocket oh. launcher. The rocket <laughs> launcher. Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah, that's why they make you do that. One slot open. Yeah, but it is very frustrating when you don't plan ahead and you're like, "Look, I brought six first aid sprays." Yeah, yeah. Because yes. because I knew going into that, I wasn't going to need to shoot him at all, except for the rocket launcher. So I just Doom. layered up on health items. Smart. Mm. Yeah, we'll get into tyrant later. But uh, you you get up get to up. the <laughs> makeup. I don't know the lyrics. Wake <laughs> up. Grab a brush and put on a little makeup. How does it fade away the shake up? What do you think he's on the table? table. Here, Here you go, go creating another table. table. You want to? Uh, you guys missed the line in there, though. No. Somebody that missed. Yeah. Or maybe it's a back. Wake table. up. Or he's like. Bidi, bidi. Grab her. Somebody's whispering. Anyway. Oh, oh, I got you. That's. Or he's like, wait the beat. Wake up. Grab a brush and put on a little makeup. How does it fade away the shake up? Why do you leave the geese up on the table? Table. Here you go, creating another fable. You wanted to. No, no, never mind. Yeah, no, I know what you. I don't do the video. I don't the video. It, it just repeats <laughs> it, but really, really quiet. Okay, fine. I don't think you trust in in my, my self-righteous suicide. It, it turned, <laughs> it turned into show two. <laughs> my angels deserve to die. <laughs> die. This is Ethel Merman. <laughs> You'll be swell. You'll be great. When the producers meet System of a Down. (laughs) Starting here. Starting now. Airplane? No. Okay. No. I'm going to cut that shit in. (laughs) So you get up to Tyrant, or I'm sorry, you get to the helipad, and then you like, don't you like call Brad on the radio, who for, I guess, for four hours, he had enough fuel (laughs) that he could just just fly around. I'm going to wait. Is anybody there? Is anybody there? Hello. Yeah, he was there I'm still all here. night. He was there all night. It's it's sunrise by the time you're getting to the uh yeah. to the helipad. Yeah. You get up there and the timer's still going and Tyrant pops out. And I have to admit, a lot of the graphical things I give a pass, but the smoke when he's coming out just looks so bad. Um, oh, that was yeah. like the best part. It was so <laughs> realistic. He, I felt like I was there. Yeah, right. He comes up and you have to avoid him 
until the timer gets to 30 seconds, and then Brad Vickers, who not only has been flying the helicopter for four hours on the radio, <laughs> who has a rocket launcher, will drop it to you, and then you can... No, that's Resident Evil 2 is you game over, and you blast him. In this one, yeah, you just, you just hit him with the rocket launcher, Tyrant dies, you get on the helicopter, and then depending on how your progress went, you get one of several endings, and I say several because... Steve and I watched them all before you got here, Harry, and there are like there's like ten minutes of endings with different variations on who lived, who who died. There is a lot. They use the same footage over and over again, though, well, don't they? Well, I, the mm. very beginning, like when you see the helicopter taking off, and then like, yeah, the that's all the, the same. Back, yeah. That's the same, and then that's where the glorious, glorious, glorious FMV, oh, FMV. kicks in, and then it's it depends on who lives, who you finished with, and. Oh. What, what 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 ending did you guys get then? Well, for this one, I'll admit I used a guide to to smooth the the, the playthrough along. So I had um I had Chris and I had Barry. Okay. So she's getting her Jill. Oh sandwich. my god! Oh <laughs> my god! There it was. There it was. <laughs> I did. I I went along with Ralph and used a guide to kind of make it a little smoother. But I only had Barry. Oh, you left Chris? Yeah, I left Chris. You know, Chris is a bitch. Chris. Did, did you do the mo discs? To... Chris. No. No, <laughs> you didn't even. No. So that really cuts down no. on the time that you're in the facility. Then at the end of the game, then yeah. too, because a lot yeah. of it is going around and collecting the uh, yeah. mo discs. I wasn't too yeah. worried. It, it kind of um, the the walkthrough I was I was using it was kind of like choose your own adventure because they did say they preface it in the beginning. It's like you can have this many different endings, and I figured it's like all right. Well, if it's playing one or the other, and with I was assuming four, but with the three of us playing through, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, let's throw some variety in. And then Barry had my heart from the beginning as soon as he gave me that lockpick. So I'm like, you have to make it. <laughs> when he when he recognized me as the, oh, the master of all lock. You master of me. unlocking. You had me at master, Barry. Jill, here's my cult python. You should see me fishing. Oh, Barry, you're so optimistic. <laughs> no, I had the good ending as well. I saved Rebecca and Jill. Oh yeah! So you you um, had you have both on the on the helicopter. I did not need out. a guide. I played this game so many times in the past. I basically knew what to do. I knew where all key items were. I knew. Do you have Vigil memorized? No, wait. You said you didn't do Vigil. No, but there's a quick guide on the wall. That's like one plus two is three. Three plus four <laughs> is seven. Like just <laughs> you just do that. So how many times have you beaten it? Six or seven times. Oh okay. Well, I think that's most of the story. Um, Umbrella bad. Stars good. <laughs> not the Alpha team though. Alpha team. Dead. Dead. Yeah. Let's move on into gameplay. Gameplay. I, l- I do like the first, uh, not the first person, the third person point of view, fixed camera angles. I okay. miss that in video games. You miss it? I do miss it. I know everybody does the first person point of view anymore. It's just no. everybody. But a yeah, lot. But yeah. First or third, that's it. But I, I don't know. I There was something super creepy about fixed camera angles oh yeah there's a lot of wiggle room to play around with that just putting stuff off screen and just like i think you can really enhance the environments when you don't have to worry about it moving around or and seeing how, it from all angles and how meant her like how far you have to go around a corner before the camera actually changes really adds to the horror perspective yeah. so i remember that as with silent hill as well because it kind of had the same the same type like you had to get to a certain point down a hallway and around the corner before it picked up in that next hallway. And you don't know if there's a dog jumping through a damn window or what the hell is around the corner. And I, I think that really did add to 
a little bit of the the horror aspect that they were going for. Oh, I agree. Yeah, no, I, I have to agree as well that the, the the restrictive nature of the game adds to its tension, which is still ironic because the game is so funny, but it's scary too. Yeah. It's just it's it weird. Is. I have to say for gameplay, I just want to talk about the weapons for a minute and we can go we can break them down or whatever, but I found that the shotgun headshots were the most satisfying thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> when you like, can pop just their tilt head it up, off, you yep. just tilt it up and boom, gone, dropped Done. into one. I mean, the, the Cole Python is satisfying too, but something about when you get the shotgun, you really feel empowered and uh and those headshots were I just enjoyed that a lot. Well, especially being the the next weapon after just dealing with the handgun, where it takes right. like six, seven shots to drop a damn zombie, and then yeah. one guy. And I did, I did when I first played through. It's you know pump one or two with the shotgun, and then by mistake, it was only after a little bit I realized you can tilt up and down, and then <laughs> it was I by accident tilted up and then just headshot zombie, and it's like. I can do that? No, you should have read the manual. It would have told you how to play the game. Did anybody use the knife? I think I tried once. I did. Oh, so bad. My first, That's... like, my first go, I was like, let's see how far I can get without dying. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Didn't save at all. And I, I got somewhere, and I only had the knife. And I was like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I ran out of ammo. <laughs> Stab you in the nuts. <laughs> yeah. I, I tried to take out one of the dogs with the knife, and it just didn't happen. No. It did not work. It's bad. I, I think I tried using it once, and then it was just... I got eaten. I I died. I mean, that we was, that we was start we start with the pistol. So you started with just the knife. You I pick think up you're the right. pistol. I had to go back out to the lobby. Yeah, I just ran away though. I wasn't fighting anybody with a knife. Yeah, you just avoid those until you pick up the gun. But I had really limited ammunition for a while, where I would be on my last clip and I'd be like, "Oh, thank God, I found more. Oh, thank God, I found more." Like I, I that that happened for a little bit. Where gotcha. I was really running low on ammo. But then I I started getting a really large surplus towards like the middle middle late of the game where I was just like I can just shoot whatever now but no it was it was a little trying early in the game I had to be very careful with my shots and that's the nature of survival horror which the game essentially created low ammunition breeds that that added tension yeah yeah it's very true so you really have to be careful with your ammo conservation and then of course knowing when to dodge. Like, for instance, the one zombie in the dark hallway uh, near the one... Say for me, it's really vague, sorry. There, you know there's like the blue hallway where the, the tiger the tiger thing yes, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one next to that around the corner in the safe room and there's the stairs that come down. It's really dark. Mm-hmm. There's, one, there, there's only really one zombie that I consistently did not kill and it was the one that was there because he always started at the same spot and you could you could walk through without him getting you. He would be like, Rrr. he would like try to come <laughs> at you. But I kept dodging him. And you come through that hallway so much that I, it started to become fun for me just to like dodge this guy. He never got me. Oh, there you go. What did you name him, Thaddeus? I didn't name him, <laughs> Mister Rogers, Mittens. I named him Barry Junior. Aw. <laughs> so going off the shotgun thing, like um, the grenade launcher, like I used it, but I didn't find it nearly as satisfying. You think that you would. I missed a lot with the grenade launcher. They're good for one-shotting hunters, though. Well, sure. Which I would always save my ammunition when I, when I play through with Jill for that section of the game. It's just so necessary because the shotgun, just two to three shots per hunter. It, it was brutal. Yeah. Yeah, they got me several times. Yeah. You can go through a lot of shells. Yeah. I did. And a lot of lives. And if you're not using your ink ribbons right, you can really get screwed up where you have to cover a lot of ground before you can save again. True. And a hunter can just one-shot you forget it oh so little side note that's different between chris and jill and this is a pain in the dick and actually fucked me over quite a few times storage space six 
spaces on the body as opposed to eight. Really? Yes. Six? He's six. got six. Oh, fuck that. Dude. Joe's got more pockets. Thank you, vagina pocket. Well, that's not what I meant. Oh. A, a lot of times I found myself carrying the pistol and the clip and a loaded shotgun, but no shells. Oh, God. Just for if I get in a pinch, case. I have that shotgun I could switch to real quick. Hell, yeah. I was annoyed just having eight spaces. Well, that's just compared to like every other game, you know, that we play now where their storage is abundant. But I was annoyed yeah. with eight, but six? Yeah, six is brutal. Ugh. So there'd be a lot of times where I'm, uh, I'm leaving that item. <laughs> and uh, what helped too, because I knew I would be coming back to the mansion. I left a lot of the herbs where they were. The herbs. The herbs. 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 Just so I can get them back on my second time through the mansion. Sure. Okay. Or pick them up as I go. And mm-hmm. that's smart. Yeah. You know what I mean. You remember where they are. You. You're yeah. Good. Exactly. And I, I wouldn't have items all over the place. I'd be like, cool. I'm gonna keep these items in this room, but I'm gonna clear out this other room. So I only. I know I only have to visit certain rooms when I get back to the mansion and pick some of these items up. No, it was a pain in the dick because that, that screwed me over a couple times where I just I needed so many items. But then you pick up a couple key items and you're like, ah, I'm jam-packed. I can't pick up anything oh, else. I kind of wonder at what point in the design of the game that they decided to put in those magic storage containers that are all linked. Oh, I know yeah, that. where you the go. future. Yeah, right? It's just like, what? Huh? How does that work? I, I think when they're, uh, I know this gets back into game development, they originally wanted to keep them not linked, just single like, if you put something in this box, you have to go back to that box to pick it up. But that they, would have increased the difficulty quite that, a bit. That oh, it yeah. would. But I know they originally scrapped that that idea. I'm glad they did. <laughs> that would have been frustrating. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I know in Zero there are no storage containers, and you have to manage it between the two of you. Yeah. Ugh. Especially with, like, only being able to carry, like, six items. You think you just get, like, a little man purse or something like that and just talk. Like twenty Chris items. Redfield. Hey, I found a fanny pack. I work a especially fanny if he's pack. like crushing up herbs. Like yeah, herbs now. <laughs> herbs. Got <laughs> yes. God damn it, ah. he, He's smashing up herbs. Like how big can they really be? Just jam it yeah. in like a little pouch. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, just jam it in a little pouch. I mean, what else are you gonna do? Oh, <laughs> Rebecca Chamber. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! That's the first one all night. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, sorry, I had to. <laughs> The boss fights, I, I'd have to say that I, I like the, the V-Jolt's a pain in the dick, but just like using it and, and basically killing. I like killing. that whole section of the game, though. You do? The uh, the guardhouses? Yeah. I, I think I like all the parts that are not the mansion the best. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just spent so much time in the mansion. It's just these yeah. other areas in the game you don't get to all the time. It just, I, I dig it. But the guardhouse is nice. I don't really care for the courtyard. The cave is kind of boring. Yep. It's just the same palette over and over and over yep, again as yep. you run through it. And it's those boring. giant rocks. Yeah, what? I'm going to get crushed by a rock. I did, actually. Did you? Yeah. I did previous playthroughs. I didn't on this one. I, yeah, I knew yeah. to back up towards it so that you just run forward oh, as soon yeah. as it happens. You can't do a 180 turn or whatever. Yeah. The controls were a pain in the ass, to be honest. They were. Like I will say that. Sure. First starting to get into it. No, no. Let's sure. Let's open. Let's open that can of worms. The controls. Let's yeah. do it. No, that that was just that was so goddamn annoying. If I had to try to obviously straight line, but even that, I'm like, oh, let me try using the dual shock. No. No, no. I, I wouldn't do that. I no. always, I was old. Oh, D-pad. you could do it if you wanted. You could just change the tech. You change it to analog in the settings. Yeah. You can use the controls. Or is that what you meant? Oh no, that's that's what I meant. Like I, I tried using it for a little bit and then I just I just gave up and went to the, went back to the D pad. Oh, because it's not like 
it's not accurate enough. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it was th- that was one of the most frustrating things. And then like trying to run down and run around the corner. Like I've seen videos online where people make it look flawless. Yeah. I am far from that. Way far <laughs> from that. Just running into a wall. Yeah. Uh, Thirty seconds straight. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I I was hugging the wall too close for the for the rock and it got me. That's what that's what slowed me down. Oh, got it. Got it. Actually, I think I died at both rocks. <laughs> think of it. I mean, I, I just found it kind of annoying just trying to aim up shots. That yeah. took, that was a big learning curve for me, was just trying to like aim, like get used to, okay, if I'm kind of pointing this direction, where do I need to be? Especially with some of the camera angles, that just made it a little difficult to begin with. Yeah. Obviously, something started to pick up, started to get used to it, but that would, you know, it took a, it took a little bit to get used to that. I gotcha. Now, the whole thing's a learning curve, I would say. Yeah, it is. I mean, when I first played the game, it took me a long time to beat it. But I, I've just played it again so many times. I know where everything is. I know what areas I can cut out. I know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have it down to almost an exact science playing through this game, which is kind of a bummer because I wish I could go back with just, like, completely fresh eyes and play it. Well, what about the, um, isn't, isn't there a mode where you can change up the items? Oh, a range mode. Yeah, range. I didn't play that. I, I should actually look into doing I that. Think you're, I think you're ready for the arrangement. I, I think I am ready for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take on that challenge. God damn it. Why didn't I think of that? I should have played through that. That would, that would have been interesting to, to I guess, yeah. look at. So let's talk about the puzzles then. Okay. Like, we can get to boss boss fights. Yeah, we'll get, there, we'll get to bosses. There were fine. puzzles in the game? Yeah, yeah, it was full of puzzles. The, oh. the picture puzzle with the ages. You got to hit them in the correct age. Yeah. Yes. A um, young young man or an old withered man. A wise man. Yes. Or whatever. Yeah. Found out if you make a mistake, it doesn't really go so well. I have wow. a confession. All the birds. Yeah. Oh yeah, the fucking birds. I, I totally got got hit with the birds. So I have a confession. I stayed away from this franchise when I was a kid because I I remember reading about it and thinking, oh, I'll never understand. I'll never figure. I'll never solve these puzzles. And I just oh, like, Ralph. like I, I didn't have the confidence to play Resident Evil. You're a smart boy. Well, you know, I'm just saying. I remember being like, wow. Like at the time, I was like, wow, those puzzles are really complex. Because I was probably playing like Sonic, Spyro the at Dragon, that point, you know, or I was playing uh, Mario sixty four. And then I saw Resident Evil. I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I can do that. Don't say maybe that you might. You might have been playing Mario sixty four. You were playing Super Mario okay. sixty four. Well, we got okay. Let's ramble off some of the puzzles though. It's a minor one, but you got the gas room puzzle with the armor, where you got to yep. cover up the holes, or the gas will come mm-hmm. through the floor. Yep. We get we see that one again at the end in the lab, which yeah, true. That one was a pain in the ass. I didn't know that was that. I would just push the box because I was like, oh, I got to climb through that vent. In the wall, not even realizing the button You're, on the floor. I yeah. pushed the box right on it. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. I forgot that. That one, the perspective really screws you over. What other puzzles were there? I guess the rock boulder thing is kind of a puzzle. Not really. Kind of. I don't know if I'd really count it. No. It just seems, I, I the, the logic behind them to me is like so funny. Like the what the eagle and the wolf like medallions that are in the doom books that's how you get into the lab it's like oh you know what time is it oh it's it's 7 30 i gotta work at eight well i gotta go get the doom books and you know and then i gotta go over and i gotta take the medallion out and i gotta put it here and drain the fountain and that's how you get in the lab like what like <laughs> yeah. how, how is that a thing like it's obviously not a thing but it just seems so ridiculous that yeah. that that is how they get into the that's how you get into the lab or you get the 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 colt python by taking a jewel out of a, a stuffed deer like a mounted deer head you take the jewel out of that and you put it in a 
in a tiger. And where do you, I don't even remember where you get the, the blue jewel. Uh, the blue one, that's behind the <sighs> clock in the dining room. It's behind the clock. So y- which, you got those two uh, things. Which you to had to put the medallion back into the wall, which is different from the medallion that you took out of the wall. Yeah, the wooden make, one and the metal one. Yeah, yeah. to make that goddamn clock stop ticking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that ticking is obnoxious. Just all right, make all it right Captain Hook. All right, it's gonna be okay. Pan, <laughs> <laughs> or like, okay, I gotta play Moonlight Sonata in order to open this door to get another. Yeah, like, like, I, I, I get not, it. I, I'm not gonna lie. As soon as I heard that song in the game, I was like, I've gotta hear the whole thing. Let's look it up on YouTube. Moonlight Sonata. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd never heard it. Oh, I've heard it before, but it got oh, yeah. it stuck in my head. Oh, I was like, yeah. this isn't gonna do justice here. We gotta listen to the whole Moonlight thing. Moonlight Sonata now. is like the ultimate timeless, like depression song, yeah. isn't it? It's like it's pretty sad, in my opinion. It's really good though. It's oh really yeah, good. classic, more than a classic, legendary, legendary. But I of course realize that you know this is just a video game thing. Like they have to have goofy puzzles like this. It can't be you know a linear that like locked in reality setting. I mean fucking zombies and giant spiders and men with hearts the size of basketballs on their shoulder. It, it's not it's not real. It's just to me it's just so goofy that you have to go through all this bullshit just to get through the house. Mm. It is it is wonky. And some of the items you have to actually like look at them in order to get. I like what that you though. Need. You I like, like that, that because they dumbed it down in later Resident Evils where you can't spin it around and observe it anymore. It just says check, and it'll it'll do something if there's something to do with the item. Okay, they, they took away the whole 3D. Open the book, yeah. And you get the medallion. I always thought that thing. was kind of a cool little cool little thing. It's nothing tricky, but and just a. It, aren't the keys like they're not named until you look at the back? Yeah, of them you got to look at like it? the symbol that's on the back of the key, and it'll be the armor, the shield, the helmet, or the sword. Same with the cranks; it's just a crank until you look at the end of it and see that it's a square mm-hmm. or a hexagon. Hex. Yeah. So it's a shame yeah. they did away with that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Totally unnecessary too, but just adds a little extra something to the game. Some flavor. Yeah. Flavor, flavor. Okay, uh, bosses. Oh, so real, real quick, the little tidbit I wanted to mention earlier. Oh, the tidbit. The spider boss. I don't the even... Spider. Does it even have a name, or is it just the big uh, spider? Shelob? I think it's Shelob, right? No? I don't even remember. No. <laughs> so I was poisoned really bad after that fight, and I didn't have any blue herbs on me. Because you left them. <laughs> blue you herbs. left them in the guardhouse. Some herbs. Yes. Um, blue, damn, see a doctor. And it's like, there's no box even close by, like there's no items close by. Well, not knowing, because I forgot oh, the storage what's on the other side, but then, like, if you look at your health bar, it's... You can't tell what health you're at when you're in poison because it's purple. It won't show a green, yellow, or a red. Really? It shows purple. It doesn't give you an indication? Okay. I mean, depending on, like, the beats, I guess. Is it caution or anything? Mm -hmm. No, it just says poison. Oh, you're right. It'll either say fine, caution, or warning, and this says poison. (laughs) And it's purple. It doesn't give you any color indicator, so you freak out. How much time do I have before your character dies? Freak out! And you can see the thing, like, you, I don't know if they change it depending on what your health is, but I barely monitor. had any beats going on. Like it was cl- very close to flatlining, oh, and I was like, I haven't saved in like an hour and a half. Oh, jeez. Oh, I don't want to play God. through that again. And then here I go. Instead of being able to run to a safe room real quick, you have to pick up that stupid knife that's in the corner, <laughs> slash through the yeah. spider webs. And you're like, dear God, I hope there's a blue herb on the <laughs> other side of this doorway. I was just, I don't know. It was that was so tense. Trying to get through that scene and not knowing how much time I have left. They freaked, gotcha. freaked me out. Capcom gotcha. Especially on the other side, you got all the snakes yeah. in that room. Yeah, that's right. Drop from the One ceiling. of those, you get this one little small bite. That could finish you off. I was just I was so frantic 
at that point in the game. Freaked me out. So when you got in the room, then there was a blue herb, right? I just went into the chest. Oh, you had some in the chest. Yeah, there's a That's chest some... right around the corner from there. So. Some of that backup herbs. 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 Yeah, the snakes falling from the sky annoyed me in the in like the back courtyard. It's like, where are they coming oh, yeah. from? Right along what the, is this? The, I, I kept wanting to call it a pool. Sky. But it wasn't a pool. <laughs> it's, it was... kind of, it's kind of like a pool. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, the spider was pretty generic. The snake was just weird. Plan 42 is kind of... I, know, <laughs> I, can't, I, I, I don't know how the, to... The wasps. I know it's not a boss. Yeah, but yeah, Real yeah. quick, I just wanted to talk about the wasps. I really wanted to shoot the beehive with a shotgun and just watch it explode. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't think you can get away with that. But I don't even know if you can kill the bees or yeah. get rid of them. Is there any... I don't know. No, I don't know. I remember I was playing around with the with the control... Uh, the door lock uh, with the with the red lights. Man, mm. I'm being very descriptive here. The keypad, and because the the guide I was using, um, the code did not work. So I ended up just playing around with it, and eventually the bees started to come at me. I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot about them!" And I had to run out of the room <laughs> and then come back in. That, that's funny because a long time ago, when I was living with Clark, I was playing. I think it was a remake. Yeah. And the bees were coming at me, and I just like freaked out. I was like, "Bees!" And he's like made fun of me. Ever since, <laughs> I was just sitting in the living room with him, and he's doing something else on the computer or something like that, and just out of nowhere, I like freak out, and I'm like bees. <laughs> I don't know, it was, it was funny at the time. Um, I'm sorry, but you were talking bosses. Though. Yeah, just a little bit about the bosses, like um, you know, tyrant. The first time you fight him, it's sort of like what? Like you, you shoot him a couple times, and he falls over, and you're like, that's it. Yeah, weird. And then of course he gets you at the end. Well, you knew that couldn't be the last of them. Yeah, I that guess would you're be right. too easy. It could have been an ultimate failure. But oh god. For me, for this latest time going through it, I actually thought I'd get wise against Tyrant. And because you have to wait until the timer turns red in the last 30 seconds, that's when Brad Vickers will drop the rocket launcher for you to finish Tyrant. I had maybe a minute to spare and I got to the helipad. I was like, ah, I'll just wait. I'll just wait until I'm at like, you know, 45 seconds and I'll be fine. I'll be there and Barry will drop the rocket and I'll shoot Tyrant dead. No problem. So I did that. And I waited until like 50 or 45 seconds and the cutscene begins and the timer doesn't stop. And I thought, oh shit, I don't, I, I don't know if this is gonna, if this is gonna be good. And, and and Bob was there, and Bob was like, I think you fucked it up. And I was like, no, 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 no. like it'll, it'll be okay, it'll, be, it'll drop. Watch, see. I like and he's Bob like, more no, and more. No, no, I, I, I think you fucked it up. And I was like, but dude, I'd have to play like the last like twenty minutes again because I was out of ink ribbons. It's like it's not gonna happen. I'll be okay. The timer stops at like 15 seconds. Or I'm sorry, the timer doesn't stop at 15 seconds. The cutscene ends at 15 seconds, and I'm in the center of the helipad, and Brad Vickers is above me. No rocket launcher. Mm. Boom! Explosion. The end. Just died. It just didn't happen. It was like, I tried to get smart on the game, thinking I could, you know, save a little time. Didn't happen. So I replayed it again. I gave myself more than a minute to get in there, and I had to dodge Tyrant the whole damn time. Used all my health. Finally got the rocket launcher at the 30-second mark and killed him. It's kind of funny. I kind of wish I had footage for it. I mean, just yeah. the whole thing was the whole thing was funny, and you had to be there. It was just like, no, no, I'll do this. It'll be no, great. it'll be all right. It'll be fine. It'll be all right. right. Like, no, nah, fuck you, you fucked it up. up. <laughs> you fucked it up. No, 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 no. it'll be all right. <laughs> Though it, it, it was a satisfying explode. Just him exploding. You nail him with a fucking rocket like, launcher. Yeah, it's just replay other directions or different no, angles. Yeah, <laughs> and then just body parts. Just oh, God, it was bad. Can you kill him normally? I don't think so. No. It, it literally, rocket launcher is. That's a question for you. I would ask you, Mister. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've never tried. Maybe in a range. Maybe. <laughs> mm. or he appears over you there the... instead of through that hole. Oh, Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out you have to use the knife. Oh God! Just power off. Maybe with the range, you fight like tyrant instead of <laughs> instead of the the giant snake. And at the end, it's the giant snake that comes out. No, I don't think that's the case. 
it would just be funny if there was like a boss rush mix-up mm. mode. No, I, I will say now this is completely side note. I, I did play this on the PlayStation One console. It was just funny to hear all the oh, you did zzz, 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 noises the that disc? it makes when it's like loading and everything <laughs> like that. I was like, ah, yeah. Oh, that's Classic. cool, man. Nostalgia. I got to admit, that's that's pretty damn yeah, cool. I, I already had it downloaded for the PlayStation 3, so I played that. And I seriously consider buying a copy for the Sega Saturn, because I'm not sure if I mentioned that or not, but the game was ported to the Saturn and has some unique, I think, unique enemies and weapons. Interesting. Which nobody has a Saturn. Oh, speaking of weapons, you guys did not use the flamethrower, did you? Nope. Negative. God damn, was it terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And you can only use it it, uh, in the caves because you have to put it back on panels on the wall to get through certain doors. And the ammunition, I mean, you literally kill an enemy or two and it's empty. Oh, God. You you get two of them. But I tried to use it on the spider boss. Did not go so well. It it was bad. An attempt was made. Yeah, I wanted to try it because I never really get to play it. But it was it was bad. It wasn't worth the time. And now you know why you don't play it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bummer. Like, I, I just feel like I was missing out on a whole other weapon than you guys. Because you guys got the grenade launcher, and I did not. Suck it. Suck it long and suck it hard. <laughs> oh, another thing that I had to do with the Chris playthrough. I, I feel like Chris is the harder character to play through this game. He is. I don't think that's really up for debate. You have to get all the keys, and you have less slots. Yeah, and... like, with the lockpick... You guys get a lockpick to open a lot of... Oh, you get small keys, don't you? I have to get small keys to unlock drawers to get more shotgun shells. Oh. And you guys probably get grenade launcher rounds in those same things that you already have the lockpick for. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm just picking up shotgun shells. Yeah, about that. Yeah. So, so glad I played through as Jill. And then I have to carry around that one single key as one of my slots to go unlock that drawer. You know what I mean? It yeah. just Yeah, no, no, no. It's I a lot of tedious. Have this one through. thing take up more space that you really, like, really it's need. A key, it's a tiny key. And it even says small key. Like, bunch them all together. I, I just don't get it. I that, That's frustrating. All right. That was my rant. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Rant's over. All right. That's fine. Do your thing. Steve, you got a rant? You got something building there? No. Don't go there. No. <laughs> Did you do a lot of experimenting with mixing the herbs? Uh, <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to uh, piss off a listener by I mean, saying herb. Oh, you you got you to gotta mix them, man. I'm, I'm so glad I started that. Uh, a little bit. I, tr- I tried finding out how many times I could mix herbs, like, over and over. <laughs> herbs. All right, I got to stop that Yeah, now. we'll just say herb. Um, I, So, a little bit, but not, not too, too much. I was just more focused on either just trying to make health or just making sure I had something to... To cure poison if that were to pop up so not really too much like because i know there was like what what are some of the other ones like there's green there, red say, and blue yeah so a green and red does 100 percent health or three greens combined do 100 percent health yeah but each green by themselves does 25 percent health blue just creates or just um cures poison cures poison doesn't do any health effect mm-hmm. and then you can create the ultimate combination which is a green a red and a blue it gives you like a gold Oh, I never did that one. Yeah. It's like 100% health plus a cure's poison. It's like... Oh, I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. I usually just I did um, uh, two greens or a red and a green. That's usually all I did. Boo. You can oh. even do a green and a blue solo. Ooh. Ooh. Makes a silver one. That, oh, yeah. That's right. And that takes away poison and gives you some health? A lot of times I combine them, too, to, to consolidate my inventory. Your space. Yeah, for carrying stuff around. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. I also didn't like, it was a little frustrating if I wanted to clear a spot. I couldn't just consume an herb to eat up one of my spots. I yeah. literally, once you pick it up, 
you either have to take damage to use it or drop it in a box. You can't just... Or you can't just drop yeah. items. You can in some of the later games. You can even swap a certain items and stuff. So. Yeah. But no, it wasn't that bad. All right. If we're done with gameplay, let's move on into graphics. 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 All right, so this is a PlayStation 1 title primarily. It was later ported to the Saturn, as I mentioned. But uh, it has pre-rendered backgrounds, it has full motion video, and it has 3D polygonal characters, which look pretty dated today, but it's really part of its charm now, I think. You know what I mean? It didn't look bad at the time. I think it was pretty innovative at the time I, for, I agree. The, I for agree. the pre-rendered backgrounds, similar to Donkey Kong Country, the way they used pre-rendered uh, 3D models, but they put them on a 2D plane, and that really made everything pop. Graphically, I really don't know what to say, what we can say about this game at this point, you know, it being as old as it is, and it being practically not iconic, because we say that too much, but um, a classic, a time capsule, all those things. I probably wouldn't change a pixel if I had the option. I think it should stay the way that it is. I mean, you didn't really have too much to really work with for the actual gameplay wise fmv that that's that was my favorite part of the entire <laughs> just saying it's that was that was so terrible uh, FMVs so were awesome so back then, bad though. that they were so good i loved it i hated them and i loved them uh shout out to fmvs you can find a lot of fmv games online people doing let's plays that are just hilarious yeah toonstruck one of the best ones yeah. christopher lloyd i think the first two or one and two Phantasmagoria, they're all FMV. Like, they're the FMV games. Like, you you click on, you know, you click on a desk and you walk up to it and you open a drawer and there's an item in it and you put it in your pocket. But the whole thing's FMV. There are a lot of games like that. In early 90s, mid 90s, that kind of thing. I, I don't think we really need to spend too much time on this this category for this game. I mean, I think it looked, it looked creepy. I, I think they did well. Yeah, I think they did well with the design of the mansion, the other places. Like, they definitely... Went for that dreary look, which really added to the the, the feel of this game. Um, I like the character designs. The menu system, I think, looked cool. Oh, yeah? I, I did like that. Just the way everything was organized. You have your items. It just makes it look... I don't even know what the, the term would be, but it just... Well, you should really come up with a, a <laughs> term to use. The interface. You like the interface. I do like the interface. I like the outer face, too. <laughs> the ultra face? Ultra face? No, I, li- I like... There's really, I don't know, graphically, I just think it looked really good for its time. Yeah. No, I, I'm not going to say that it doesn't. I find it very interesting that the game has such a combination. Like I said before, it's it's got in-engine cutscenes. It's got full motion video. It's got, well, it doesn't really have pre-rendered stuff. Not a thing. It has pre-rendered backgrounds, but not pre-rendered cutscenes. It's like Metal Gear without the FMV. Or it's like Metal Gear with FMV, if that makes sense. Which would be really funny in hindsight if Metal Gear had FMV. Obviously, it came it came a couple years after, but... Wait, Metal Gear came later? Metal Gear came out in 98. I feel like this game looked better than Metal Gear. Yeah? To be completely honest. But Metal Gear's all in-engine. Clark would make this point to you. Metal Gear is all 3D polygonal in-engine stuff. Like, there are no pre-rendered backgrounds in Metal Gear. Okay. Speaking Still, for you, Clark. I don't know. I just... Well, think of it, I, I think like, of it this way. I like way. pre-rendered, though. Okay. I, I think it, it has a, a cleaner, more polished look. To be so, completely honest, if you compare those games side by side, Metal Gear looks a lot grainier. So, 
if I remember right, you had like problems with your setup. It was the way that you played it, didn't you? Play it on like a you played it on the original PlayStation version on an HD TV and it looked terrible. Yeah, but I mean, I play this on an HD TV as well. Oh, that's a fair point. You plugged the PlayStation into that straight. Yeah. Okay, all right. Hmm. Just real quick, the pre-rendered backgrounds require no like processing, no anything. So the game literally has to with the door transitions, which is everyone's a loading screen. Which Metal Gear has loading screens, but not as many. Not like that. If I want to go upstairs in Metal Gear, I don't have to go through a loading screen of me walking upstairs. When it's you and a zombie, the game is processing those polygons. The zombie and you. Not the backgrounds. True. In Metal Gear, it's processing everything. Okay. But still for the look. I mean, that that's maybe better for, for the... Um... Uh, it's a technical achievement yes. versus... Uh... When it comes to pre-rendered backgrounds, what it can be more compared to, like when it has to, um, you said, like render all the, the backgrounds and everything yeah. for, for like Metal Gear, the pre-rendered backgrounds are more of like a, a piece of art. Okay, true. Somebody created that yep. and was able to just, this is how it's going to be captured more or less forever. Right. And, and I just think it looks more artistic than like some of these okay. pixelated backgrounds that you would find in like metal gear okay and i i think that's what i really liked I'm not really not trying to get off topic but final fantasy 7 where they had the pre-rendered backgrounds and yeah, then same thing they looked beautiful because it was like a work of art it wasn't something that had to be ran you yeah know what, you know what i mean yeah i do i do i really do and, and i think I, in, in games in general I, I know we've moved way beyond that but i still miss that pre-rendered background thing and it, it, it was a work of art in video games you know what's funny is the Resident Evil remake for the GameCube, they did the same thing. Those are pre-rendered backgrounds. Really? And that that game, that's why they could make that HD remake and make it look so good because, and even for the GameCube, it was like, wow, this game looks fucking incredible. It did. If you like, get it a looks chance, incredible it, for 2002. It looks a generation beyond. Exactly. Huh. Because they use pre-rendered backgrounds even for the remake. Well, then I guess they still could be used in modern modern games and still get Which away with it. Oh, depends on the yeah, right, yeah. It depends on the... You have to use it on the right game. You can't yeah. use it on anything. Mm -hmm. But it, I mean, pre-rendered backgrounds have to have a fixed camera. Yeah. How else do you How else do you get around that? I like the fixed camera, too. I don't know. Maybe that's... It's like a perfect formula for me. Maybe that's why I really like it. Somebody like, should make a Kickstarter for a, a retro throwback to survival horror yeah. where it's fixed cameras, pre-rendered backgrounds, and just processing the characters. Someone would do it. Surprise, it's not already a thing. Uh, Maybe it is. We just have to go find it. Yeah. Steve, anything graphics? I think you two pretty much fucking covered everything <laughs> on that. I was, I was, I was just kind of enjoying sitting back and just listening to you two go. It's like, all right, let's let's let it go. No, I think I, I, I pretty much already, already covered my piece of it within the graphics. Speaking of the fixed camera, you know how they, how they really added the extra suspense just by using the fixed camera rather than you being able to be a little more in control of it. You were pretty much at their will. Which I think is a really good way to actually play through. I I do wish there would be some more that would actually pull a fixed camera horror because I don't think you know I don't know I just find that's the right way to do it or at least that's just the right way I think I know I like in a game of how to do it. Yeah. Okay. Why don't we move right on over to. <laughs> <laughs> music music all right so what can we say about the music where should we start 
I never noticed that one song in the basement until you pointed it out to me, Ralph. But now I can't get it out of my fucking head. <laughs> and it's when I got to that part in the game, too. I was just like, God damn it, Ralph. Now it's like, <laughs> this part of the game is ruined for me. God damn it, It's Ralph. only like one room, though. No, I know like... it is. It's, it's a very small location. And I don't it's even like, know why. why is it there. Like, And it's only in the director's cut, as far as I know. Yeah. The original didn't have it. So it's like, ha, 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 ha. Let me add this funky music here to the basement, and it'll be better. Now, director's cut. Like, what? Why? I mean, it doesn't have to be, like, super scary or anything. I mean, it's just, it's so awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't not a lot of the music in the game is super memorable to me. Well, I don't know. I think that the, uh, excuse me. I don't know. I think that the, uh. <laughs> The storage room. <laughs> I think the storage room is pretty memorable. Uh, that is. And they use that in almost every single game, too. Like oh, that, do they really? Yes. I didn't realize that, it recurred. Really, really, um, it, it's a reoccurring song. Just like the light piano. I, don't, I, I can't even tell you how it goes. But that you hear that song, if you were to hear that anywhere, you would be like, oh, Resident Evil, right away. Yeah, okay. Hmm. I, I, I believe that. I didn't even think about that. You know, good call. Good call on that. So there are several composers for the game. Um, I'm seeing they're all in Japanese. I could, you know, butcher them all here, but last names looks like um, <laughs> you're going to butcher all the Japanese. <laughs> Jesus, Ralph. Makoto Tomazawa, Koishi Hiori or Hioki, Masami Ueda. Three composers. I don't know okay. if they all worked on the first version only, Got or it. if maybe one of them created the lovely basement theme. <laughs> uh, any of our listeners, guys, go to YouTube. Type in Resident Evil Basement Theme. You will find what we're talking about if you haven't played the game. And if I were you, I would open several browsers or several several tabs of, of the same thing. Make duplicates and uh, listen to them all together. Like, row, row, row your boat. It amplifies the experience. <laughs> it's glorious. Worst suggestion it's painful. ever. It's painful. You can do that, but first you should get earplugs. There you go. Then you're good. It's like... Someone's cat walked across a synthesizer, and to, to be honest, I think that's <laughs> I think that is I think that's a direct quote from Bob. I think that's I think that's what that is. I think I, he told me that. Twenty points, Bob. Yeah, twenty, 20 points, points yeah, for 20, Bob. Twenty points. It's a fucking synthesizer. It does. It's, it's ridiculous. It, it has no place in this game, which just adds to its yeah I, its I know. legacy. That does kind of sum everything up for me right there. Do you have anything else you want to add for music? I, I don't hate it. No, a lot of it is is uh, moody and yeah. and, and you know, suits, I, I, I think you well. have to have that kind of music for, yeah. for a game like this. General mm-hmm. sound effects. I liked most of the gun sounds. Again, the shotgun was satisfying, and that yeah. has to do with the sound effect. The zombies. When I think of a zombie, like the sound a zombie makes, I think of Resident Evil. I think. I don't think of like brains i think yeah well i think they're the same it's just instead of saying brains it's just it's pretty in good. their language that's what they're actually saying oh really oh okay. no check need that an interpreter out. missed that one hunters freaked me out with their sounds like it's almost like a screech if you know what i'm talking about yeah they have like a screech yeah yeah, yeah. um almost like a winding down one too when you kill them don't they gurgle like, what other sound you know what sound effect I really like in this game, and it always really set the tone for the end of the game, was that alarm going off. Yes. Really amps up the intensity at the end of the game. It, it really makes you like, oh, shit, I got to go. Yeah. And I don't know. It just, I've always remembered that every time I played this game. And it mm-hmm. just, like, really kicks it into overdrive. And I remember it just, like, I don't know, just hitting that sweet spot, like, this is it kind of thing. 
Um, it's the final countdown. Yeah, it's just very perfectly. It's perfectly placed. Thank you. I think that's the thing. It's not just no. Thrown, I think you're right. Yeah. Thrown mm-hmm. without the game, like it's a it's a clear signal. Like this is it. What Shit's if the alarm down. was the the alarm could have been the basement theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to keep doing that. I, I just can't <laughs> no. help myself. Um, the voice acting we already really got into. It's really bad. But <laughs> it's perfect. It's memorable. It's perfect. It is memorable. Fantastic. I will not forget. This mansion is filled with terrible demons. Ouch. <laughs> I've been listening to Ralph quote. Resident Evil <laughs> quotes for years now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd never played the game. I was quoting I'd never played the game. Ah, oh, Jesus. That's dedication right there. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Nobody does that shit. <laughs> I haven't even played the game. Uh, it was funny. But yeah, no. So music, I think, is will get a pass. Sound effects get a pass. Voice acting would be the bad one out of the three. Check plus plus. <laughs> yes, Check please. plus plus. More, please. Oh, <laughs> uh, So, yeah, I guess that's my final thoughts on music. Okay, right. Final thoughts just for music, yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I think you summed it up pretty well. That's, I really don't have anything else to add other than I love all the voice acting. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. I love the voice acting in this. Yeah. It was just so damn bad it's just <laughs> oh yeah, so yeah you said good. yeah this was like the saving grace for it right you yeah said that? that for for me for this this that was what really made the game for me like that's what made me want to keep playing is what the hell are they going to say next <laughs> how terrible is it going to be and i was not disappointed in the very least <laughs> <sighs> You knew none of the dialogues. Like this was literally your first time hearing. This was my first time hearing, and then just knowing that oh, Harry really loves Resident Evil. Let's see what it's all about. (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) let me hear more. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the only thing I have to add. That was that was hands down my. This hall's dangerous. (laughs) Yeah, must be a back door somewhere. Oh, you know the back door. Uh, I, sorry, I interrupted you. I just no, that's okay. You don't interrupt for the back door for Barry nothing. Barry Burton. Barry Burton loves the butt. <laughs> All right, he does have a wife and family, so I guess it's possible. <laughs> you never know. Kid number three didn't come along just for that reason. <laughs> what, are, what are we talking about now? Oh, biohazard. Butt sex. <laughs> he likes big guns, and he cannot lie. <laughs> Barry Burton. Yeah, like deny. like his opening thing. He's just you know playing with his revolver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, All right, I think that's it for music. I think that's it. Uh, let's move into our final thoughts for Resident <laughs> Evil. <laughs> All right. Final thoughts. Who All wants, right. You want, who wins this? Or, final wins. thoughts. You know what? Uh, Steve, go for it. Final thought. I'm gonna be honest. I really had a push through to actually finish the game it just it wasn't my cup of tea i under i probably if i played it when it very first came out maybe a different story not the case not the case for me (laughs) except for the voice acting like I am not lying. Where <laughs> I going to bring it back in every segment. I know every segment we talk about the voice acting. It's I loved it, but that was about. All that I loved about it. Jill, I love you. 
Yes. Does he say that? No. 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 <laughs> oh, okay. He's got a family. <laughs> He's got a family. He's got, no He's got a wife and kids. You show the picture. Yeah, you know, traumatic times, man. You yeah. know, you, you never know. know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But no, that's 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 my final thought right there. It just sums it up. Um. All right. Good luck, Harry. Going into this game this time, I thought I was going to be pretty disappointed, knowing everything about the game already, having played it. It's several generations gone. I knew about the bad voice acting. I knew the graphics don't hold up the greatest. I, I thought all these negative things going into the game that I was just going to try to tromp through it and just be done with it. I was so happy to play this game again midway through. Like, midway through, I was like, I love this fucking game so much. I forgot all about why I love it. And it just, I, it was just really hitting a sweet spot again. And I really enjoyed playing through. And I didn't rush. I, like, enjoyed it and took everything in. Made sure I explored every single room. Killed every single enemy. Just to get the full fucking experience again. No regrets. Love this game. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. No mean. Uh, I have to admit that coming to a, a conclusion about Resident Evil for me is a little bit difficult because I I I don't really know what to say. Like it, it's not iconic in in the sense that we normally use the word. I I want to say that it's classic, but it's not really classic either. It's sort of its own thing. There aren't that many games I can think of that are that are this old, that are this funny and scary, innovative and backward. Like it just, I, I, I don't know how to how to equate it. I, I know that I avoided the franchise. I finally played it after learning about learning about it a lot. Actually, I was not disappointed. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I will continue to enjoy this game for years. Um, it's interesting that the sequels became more serious and more critically liked. I think, even though this one has pretty decent scores. It's just you can't you can't take it seriously. So you can take you can take Resident Evil Two seriously. You can take Nemesis seriously. Go Veronica seriously. Examples. I would say that this game needs like an asterisk. Like it needs to be set aside. It needs to be on like a different shelf. Like you don't put it you don't put it next to Super Mario World, and you don't put it near. Um, I don't know what's the worst game you guys can think of right no now. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. I wouldn't put it at No Man's Sky. I wouldn't put it at uh, you know. Not that Super Mario World's the pinnacle or anything, but, you know, put it up there. It's its its own thing. That's where I'm at with it. But I've never been disappointed with my experience. All right? All right. Well, fuck it. Let's move on to the fucking score. <laughs> the fucking score. Who wants to start? Ooh. I don't know. Jill or Chris? Ooh. Yeah, ruffle your ruffle your papers there. Well, we do a Jill, Chris, Jill. I don't need to look it up. Jill, Chris, Jill. Yeah, I mean, we can right. do that. Let's All do right. that. You it's a Chris to... sandwich. On that note, <laughs> we're almost a crisp sandwich. <laughs> Voice acting A plus <laughs> plus. Overall game for me C minus teetering on D. Oh goddamn! But. That score is really powerful, especially against Harry's nostalgia. <laughs> it is the ultimate score. <laughs> C minus. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, buddy. No, that's fine. Each his oh. own. Because mine's going to be very vastly different. I, I know. <laughs> I knew that coming tonight. Nostalgia aside, taking game for what it is. The voice acting is what really 
in my opinion. I know a lot of people are like, it really adds to the character of the game, but I think that is the biggest detriment to this game. Oh, God, it's always so tough to create a game. All right, I'm going to go with 8.5, tied with Silent Hill. Holy crap. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's sort of where I was floating around, you know, for my out of 100% score, but I think I'm just going to give it a 300% call tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Official, put it in stone. 300%. Like the volume on my stereo. (laughs) I play it. No, all jokes aside. We got to get that THX sound clip yes oh you want that you want that i no, can do it no, no 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 we're good we're good i mean completely unrelated but one night i was like i want to hear all the thx sound effects ever and you can find them someone did like a compilation it's like 1983 1984 1985 and it changes anyway fascinating THX. <laughs> yeah george lucas's uh stereo sound yeah of him taking a dump on his golden toilet anyway resident evil I don't want to look at my other scores for this. So I'm going to give it a 90. Oh, wow. Dang. I'm going to give it a 90 with an asterisk. <laughs> this game is fucking ridiculously glorious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So be- before we conclude tonight's evening, we do want to do a very special shout out and dedication. To, to who? Mis- to who? To who? To who? <laughs> to Mr. Andy Hess. Woo! Mr. Andy. So- it is part of the uh, Patreon donorship that you do get your own dedicated episode, and this one is getting dedicated to Mr. Andy Hess himself. Oh, yes, Andy. I hope that you've played this game. That way you listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you're our, you're our major patron supporter. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Keep yourself safe from, uh, from biters and from hunters and cerberuses and Ooh. neptunes neptunes we didn't talk about we neptune we did not talk about neptune that giant shark that it wasn't much joke. in this game but they turn it into a full-fledged boss mm. in the remake oh that makes sense yeah yeah well anyway sorry neptune next time <laughs> <laughs> isn't gonna be in next time neptune so what do we got next okay. on the agenda next on the agenda is could it be the one <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Wambo? What mean expendable? It's like you get invited to a party. Doesn't matter if you go. <laughs> no one cares if you make it. The invitation's just for show. <laughs> We're playing Rambo. <laughs> we're playing rambo yeah that's right for the playstation 3 yeah. hello is this thing on we're playing rambo <laughs> for the playstation 3 it's a real thing you'll find it online if you search i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i i don't i don't know why or how this is happening but this is happening it's happening i it's hope because i've already read online this game gets trashed I'm hoping this game just blows me away. And you love it? And I love it. Terry, it's a rail shooter. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like Virtual Cop? Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Should be great. <laughs> Murdoch. Good thing I stole that Time Crisis machine. I'm coming for Hook yes. this up. Yes. Only with the foot pedals. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Hell yeah. Time Crisis 5. Time Crisis is dead. Resident Evil zombies are dead. This episode's dead. 
It's time to take off from this episode, like Kenneth's head from his body. Oh, appropriate. Oh, I hear in the distance a helicopter. Perhaps it's Brad Vickers. Let's get the hell out of here. Thanks for listening to Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. Stay up to date on our Facebook at facebook.com slash superfunpodcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast. Go! I'm your host tonight, and we are reviewing a game. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so. Are we? What did I do? I know, the past questioning it now. Couple weeks. <laughs> I guess you can call it a game. <laughs> tonight we I are reviewing it. a pack of crayons. <laughs> I got it. I, I got like, cyan. I like fuchsia. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't taste like evergreen. 